Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. I'm Nate Dickinson. The date is Tuesday, November 3rd. Important date for a whole lot of reasons. Hope that you've gone out and voted today. If not, hope you have plans to get out there and vote. Coming up on the show, it was a media Monday yesterday for the football team. P.J. Fleck and Gopher players talking about what happened over the weekend for the first time since post-game. Usually when we get our first look into what coach might be thinking both after that game, after he's gotten a chance to look at things, and also going forward to Illinois later on this weekend. So we'll break down some of the things that head coach P.J. Fleck said yesterday, some of the major takeaways, so that you can stay in the loop on what might be going on in coach's head. Also, later on this weekend, the Fighting Illini are the first team that the Gophers are going to have to face who have had COVID-19 issues actually removing major players. Their starting quarterback has been out with the coronavirus. We'll talk with a, more about all of that and what it means for the Minnesota Gophers going forward as well. Also, we'll chat just a little bit in general about this coronavirus in the Big Ten thing and what it could mean for the Gophers and other teams going forward. That's all coming up here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. But first, we promise you to keep you in the loop on everything going on with the Gophers every single day when you tune into our podcast. And we do it in just a quick half-hour chunk. So let's get into the latest in the Minnesota Gophers news right now. Now, some of this is stuff that hasn't maybe broken in the last 24 hours. But again, we're just starting up the podcast here. Hopefully going to get you back up to date. And then we'll get more in-depth on what happens every single day. But let's get into what some of the latest in Minnesota Gophers news has been. On the basketball side of things, Minnesota has its Big Ten ACC Challenge opponent. It will be Boston College and the Eagles. That'll be on December 8th, the official time and date set for that matchup. Also, though, Minnesota, while gaining an opponent in Boston College, misses on another one. The Gophers were supposed to play a home-and-home with Mississippi State that started this year, but that has been pushed back a year due to the coronavirus pandemic. So, Minnesota basketball knows of one opponent now with Boston College on December 8th, but also loses an opponent with Mississippi State being pushed back another year. Also, you may have already heard last week that Benny Sapp III of the Minnesota Gopher defense had decided to enter the transfer portal, while on Halloween night he chose his new team. Benny Sapp will not be going too far. He's headed over to northern Iowa, just down south a little bit. He'll rejoin them and hopefully be back on the football field soon after leading the Gophers. Everyone, at least from what I was seeing, was still wishing him all the best of luck. Also, last night on Monday Night Football, we had three former Minnesota Gopher players on the field. Tyler Johnson and Antoine Winfield with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as well as Carter Coughlin on the roster for the New York Giants. Antoine Winfield Jr. balled out last night. He was one of the big playmakers and showstoppers of the day. He made the big stop on a two-point conversion try that would have tied the game at the end for the New York Giants. Instead, Tampa Bay comes away with a 25-23 win. Winfield had seven tackles on the game. Also, Tyler Johnson made a couple of catches for 35 yards. That's a look at what's going on around Minnesota and the Gophers right now. Before we get into our first break, a quick aside. I'm a little bit upset with people who are mad at P.J. Fleck for some of the decision-making that he made during the game, specifically the one to go for the extra point instead of try for the two-point conversion. I'd seen some people online talking about just 
Why do that when you know your special teams are really, really not at full strength? When it's been iffy throughout the entire start to this season and you have a chance to win the game with a two-point try from two yards out, hey, there's plenty of decisions that P.J. Fleck will make and has made that you can criticize. I don't think that's one of them. I mean, you can argue either side. Either you go for the extra point, and then he said after the game in postgame, we were going to get the ball right back. He was confident his team was going to be able to put the pressure back on at Maryland. But again, if you go for the two-point conversion, you understand that too. Saying the special teams has been weak is not an invalid point. I get that side of the argument, but I don't get being so upset with Fleck about really just making a decision that was kind of a coin toss, if you ask me. It could have gone either way, and you don't think that you're going to miss an extra point. Even when you have a guy like Brock Walker out there who has had troubles with special teams like everyone has this season, but he misses the extra point, you don't expect that out of your kicker, even if it's not your starting kicker. Uh, Again, I'm not upset with you saying that, well, maybe we could have gone for two there, but blaming P.J. Fleck for the decision-making, I think that's too far, and I think I saw people going over that line. Coming up after the break, P.J. Fleck had his Monday media availability yesterday. Now, you may not have been able to tune in for the interview, but no worries. We got you covered. Coming up after our break, we're going to have the biggest things to take away from what Coach Fleck had to say yesterday at the podium. That's coming up in just a moment. Our show today is brought to you in part by Coors Light. Now, there's all sorts of weird stuff going on right now that'll keep you stressed out and keep you running 24-7. Whether it's the pressures of keeping up with work, things you got to do in your personal life with family, it seems like there's always something more to get done. But when you do have a time to relax, you need the one beer that's literally made to chill, and that's the Coors Light. Now, when I say literally, I mean it literally. I drink Coors Light because, well, it's cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged too. It's literally made to chill, and it's that beer that when it comes out of your fridge nice and cold and it goes so smooth down the throat... It's just the one you want when it comes to your football viewing needs. And it's the one I always have in the left hand when I got the remote in the right hand. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. That's get.coorslight.com. We'll be right back in just a minute, breaking down everything that P.J. Flex said in his Monday press conference. Nate Dickinson here with the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Welcome back to the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Nate Dickinson here. As always, we've got the latest in Minnesota Gophers sports news every single weekday right here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast, and we'll give it to you in just a half-hour chunk, too. That's what I like most about what we do here. We're not trying to take up too much of your time. If you want to just get all of the news that you need, stay informed on everything that you need to know, but not take up too much of your day doing it, we got it for you right here, Locked On Golden Gophers. We started out letting you know everything going on in late, the latest in Golden Gopher news. Now let's move into what happened yesterday at PJ Flex press conference. If you don't know, Monday's the first time for the media to really get back at these players and coaches and pick their brains after the post-game interviews, of course, right after things are done. But I find these things a little bit more valuable on Mondays because... Well, right after the game, you're getting that initial reaction, and that is so valuable to get to learn more about getting inside the heads of these guys. I think you may be more educated even during these Monday pressers 
because not only have the coaches had a chance to look over everything and kind of take in all that happened against Maryland, understand better, but also the media have done the same thing. So the questions being asked may be a lot more informed. They may be a lot more of what the people like us really, really want to know when we're trying to figure out what we need to know with this Gopher team. And what we need to know is what is going on. Because honestly, after a couple of games, it's been pretty ugly so far. So let's dive into some of the things that PJ said during his press conference yesterday. And I want to start actually with the opening statements. Because right off the bat, I think he mentioned a couple of things that really do drive home the points that he made throughout the entire press conference when he was talking to people. The first one he meant, I'm going to mention is a quote he said right off the bat. And I'll say directly from what he said. He said, quote, we're in the right position. We just don't make the plays. And this has been a big theme that will go throughout the entire press conference that we'll talk about here is that this is an inexperienced team. P.J. Fleck talked about it after the Michigan game, and he talked about it a whole lot more after the Maryland game. And he's really emphasized that while there's a lot that he's going to be able to do here to try and make this team better, and he put a lot on himself. We'll get that in just a second. But this is a team that has seven new starters on defense right now. And it's a team that's going through a season with a preseason that wasn't like any other. So this is going to take some time. And there's just a lot of things where he feel like maybe he's coaching it right and the players just don't have the experience and haven't made the plays. Not to put the blame on anyone, but again, the quote was, we're in the right position, we just don't make the plays. And I feel like that's something he may be hanging his hat on even. Because after two games, it's been miserable to watch this go for defense, and I'm sure miserable to coach it too if you're P.J. Fleck. But I think what he's trying to at least get a silver lining out of by saying that, by saying that they're at least in the right position, is that he thinks that he's getting his players to the right spots to make that play so that when they do get adjusted, when they do get some games under their belts and are able to make those spots, they've already been in the positions they've needed to be to make those plays. I think at least maybe that's something P.J. Fleck wants to be able to hold some hope out for. Now, on the negative side of things, he, he... also, again, used the word unacceptable when talking about losing that 17-point lead that the team had in the fourth quarter. I think that's something that he is really most bugged about, about losing this game. Because there were plenty of things to be upset about. I mean, the run defense was terrible all game. Defense overall was really bad, and special teams we'll get into in just a moment. But right now, this team at least had a seven-point lead still and put up 38 points after three quarters against a D1 football team. Maryland, nonetheless, but still a D1 team. So when you look at losing that lead, I think that's what PJ is the most upset about. He knows that he should have won this game. He knows that he was in position to win this game, like what he mentioned before. They were in the right position, at least as far as just the game map had gone. They just didn't make the plays down the stretch. Allowed Maryland to tie things up, and then did not make the plays in overtime either. He mentioned again that he he knew there'd be growing pains when talking about this. And he's brought up once more. There you got four guys right now who not only were one of the seven starters from last season, but got drafted to the NFL. So it's not like this team just lost seniors. They lost really, really talented seniors too. Guys who are currently playing at the next level. And as we saw on Monday night with Antoine Winfield Jr. doing it at a pretty high level at the next level too. 
Mike Grimm told me yesterday, he, he said that Antoine Winfield Jr., he think may has been the most influential player on either side of the ball that the team's had in 10, 15 years. Another thing that P.J. Fleck also mentioned, though, that he said a lot of this was his fault. Someone asked him about the third and two play that the team ran with about a minute left to go in the game. They ran the ball with Mo Ibrahim, stuck with their guy who had 41 touches during that game, didn't convert and gave the ball back to Maryland to make another drive to tie things up, which they did. He said it was his fault, which is something that he'll say a lot. And I think it's something smart and something that I don't think a lot of coaches will subscribe to that I don't really understand why they don't. A lot of guys would say something like, well, third and two, Mo Ibrahim, we gave him the ball. He'd been rocking it all game long. He just didn't do it on that one play. P.J. Fleck, he won't even bring up the guy who actually made the play. He's not going to put any of that on that player. He has done this before, and he said, hey, that was just my fault. That was my bad on the play call. We should have done something different. And we ended up giving the ball back to a team in a situation where we probably shouldn't have had to. He took the full blame for it, whether it's really all his fault or not. A lot of people probably would agree with the assessment that, hey, third and two, Mo Ibrahim has been doing great. Go ahead and give him the ball. P.J. Fleck just didn't even want to give you anything to go with with talking about his players. Hey, this is all me. All the focus on me. Don't worry about what he did. It's something he does that I really like. But I, I really do think he meant it this time. Because I do think there were some points in that giving up that 17-point lead that he does feel like he could have done better. And he'll admit it. He, I'll give him credit because, I mean, a lot of college football coaches are football guys who don't want to have that kind of blame put on them. They got a lot of pride. P.J. Fleck will, at the very least, even if he doesn't mean it sincerely, say to the media that, hey, that's my fault. Don't worry about blaming my guys for anything like that. He'll do that a lot. But I do think he had some meaning behind it this time. But the biggest theme of the press conference was just tackling. He talked about it time and time again. The team's been in the right spots, but just hasn't been tackling. And it's kind of frustrating to hear that answer out of him, because as a fan and as someone who's asking these questions in the media, you want a bit more of a complicated answer, you know? You want something more than, well, these guys just haven't played a lot of college football yet, and they need to play more college football to be able to make those tackles consistently and get used to that. That's just something that takes time. And even if it's true, which I think P.J. Fleck thinks it is and knows it is, it's not all that easier for you to take as someone who wants the answers to why things are so bad and really wants the answers to how you can make it better by, say, next weekend against Illinois. And even if, So just know when a coach gives you that answer, that even when he's saying it, and even if it is a little bit of coach speak, I really do think that he is thinking in that way. He's thinking we just need to get the players to make the plays. He says he says they were in the right spots. I believe him. But you really just need to get them to make the tackles. Because while there may be other things factoring into why the Gophers aren't making these plays, it, those other factors are out of a coach's control. So really all he's thinking about is, when can these guys make tackles? How can I get them that experience in practice that really a lot of times is only able to be gotten in a game. Those are some of the biggest things I took out of P.J. Flex press conference. One, he said that this team just isn't making the tackles, and I think that's something that he's hanging his hat on, knowing that he thinks at least that he's getting them ready to be in the right position to make the tackles once they get the experience. But the big emphasis was that the experience just isn't there yet. This team is going to be good enough to make those tackles, hopefully soon, but just isn't there yet. 
We'll talk more a little bit about that after our break. But also, Illinois the first team to have some major, major setbacks and big, big players out that the Gophers will face because of COVID-19. We'll talk about that and a little bit more about just the Big Ten and COVID-19 in general here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast in just a moment. Hey, do you ever have one of those days when you just wake up and you can't seem to get going? I know I do. I have them all the time, whether it's just getting up to record the podcast every day or getting up to go work out or anything like that. Sometimes, no matter how good you've been doing about making sure you're eating healthy and getting your sleep, you just wake up and you're not feeling like you have the energy to get anything done. Well, now there's a product that can help you out for it. Built Go is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but this energy is not fake. It's long-lasting and natural, too, and it helps you break through your wall. Whether it's a mental wall or an actual physical wall, break through it with Go every day. It's easy to take with you. One-and-a-half-ounce packages that you can just put in your briefcase, your golf bag, or even in your pocket to go through throughout the day. Built Go is your best workout gel on the market. It's like a five-hour energy without that same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. Now, I know you're thinking, a lot of this stuff has all this stuff, or at least says they do, but it doesn't really get me going in the same way. So how does this work so well? Well, Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. That's fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast, plus it's easy on the stomach as well. Built Go is loaded with all sorts of good stuff to ignite your workout. Honey, B3, beta alanine, a kick of caffeine as well, and that collagen promotes joints, soft tissue, hair, and skin health too. The stuff literally makes you look better while you're making yourself look better at the gym or just getting through the workday as well. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go with BuiltGo. Welcome back to the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Nate Dickinson here with you. Getting started as we wrap up the show today, I wanted to talk a little bit about COVID-19. Now, I, I know not many people want to talk about COVID-19, but I don't want to talk all that much uh, about the things that are so, so terrible about it and all the bad stuff. I really want to talk more about what it means for the teams like Minnesota who are not yet going through really any major problems with the virus. I mean, they've had players have to sit out, but are looking at other Big Ten teams having games canceled and having to kind of go through the course of the season with all this unknown. I think P.J. Fleck, and we went over everything in his Monday press conference in our last segment here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast every single weekday, half an hour, everything you need to know about the Gophers. But he also said something when someone asked about Illinois and the virus and how they deal with it that I think is something that's pretty key to understanding with all of this, but also something I don't really think a lot of people think about all that much, at least in terms of the teams that haven't been majorly affected by things yet. I don't really think that the virus affects all that much day to day until things like stopping practices happen and all that kind of stuff. If individual players aren't there, it's kind of like normal. I mean, injuries happen. Players end up sitting out practice all the time. So that's not something people aren't used to. And what Flex said yesterday was that he feels like they're kind of removed from it. There's so many other people focusing on this virus with both the Big Ten and the health officials in each individual state and the dedicated people within the school that they've hired to actually just deal with this virus. With all those people focusing on it, at least for Fleck and the players, he says he feels like 
they've been able to focus on football for the most part. And while, of course, that's what the coach would want to have happen and I think would like to say, I really do think it's true here because, honestly, if you're someone who's lucky enough to have not had their job either furloughed or lost or anything like that, and you are still working here during this time of COVID-19, aside from maybe having to wear a mask, depending on what you do consistently while you work, have you really been thinking about COVID-19 in the day-to-day? I mean, you think about it, obviously. It's always in your head. But as far as like being able to do your job, it hasn't kept you from doing your job, has it? I feel like it would be the same with the Golden Gophers, too. Because, yeah, players will go out, but players go out with injuries all the time as well. And I really think that, for the most part, the football, while, of course, COVID's still there, and they're still thinking about it, and it's still a concern all the time, the football can be kind of an escape, kind of a way to get your mind off things. The way off of everything of that's going so wild right now in the world. So when P.J. Flex says that he really doesn't think the Gophers have been all that affected by it until things start happening with practices and things like that, I do believe him there. But at the other side of that coin, you also have that, well, the one only hope you have kind of for this team still this season is that COVID-19 has been messing everything up, right? The only real explanation you have for this team being so bad to start, especially on defense with all the tackling things that P.J.'s talked about, You hope that the only reason why that's been is because, well, this is a COVID-19 season. The preseason was unlike any other preseason that we've had before. And these guys just haven't had the reps that they would have, even if they haven't been in the varsity games all that often. That's really the only thing you've had to hope for is that, well, hopefully by week five, week six, even if it's really, really bad up until then, then we start to see the sign of what's to come and these guys actually performing in a way that they would have if they had had a full preseason. It kind of does discredit that theory, the idea that P.J. Flex says that they're kind of removed from it all. But I, I still think that anyone who wants to make that argument is valid. But I do think it's interesting to understand that while this coronavirus has been crazy, for at least these football players, getting out there and actually being able to practice during this virus may be a little bit more of a release than a worry for them. Because they have to think about it. Everybody has to think about it all the time. But again, if you're someone who's lucky enough to still be working, It's not keeping you from doing your job day-to-day. And I don't think it's keeping the Gophers from doing theirs day-to-day either. They're still behind just because the pure number of reps isn't there, so it's not like a normal season would be. But I don't think that the coronavirus is slowing them down as they're actively practicing and things like that as far as getting to where they want to be. This has been the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Nate Dickinson here with you every single weekday. We're going to get you all the news that you need to know about everything going on with the Minnesota Gophers and then break down everything that you may have missed over the last day as well. I promise also, too, that I won't always be just the only voice here on this program. We're going to get some other people inside the Gophers here to come on and give us their expert. That's coming up later on in the week here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. But until then, I'm Nate Dickinson. You've been tuned in to Locked On Golden Gophers. Of course, we'll talk again tomorrow.